Hi, hello. This is the 50th and final uh, episode of the first season of the uh, Tall Tales broadcast system. You notice how uh, we don't include emergency in that uh, due to a retroactive rebranding exercise whereby this is the Tall Tales broadcast system and the first season uh, was the emergency broadcast system. It's time really for us to round up where we've got to, I think. Uh, first, I guess it's good to know that we are normal. I mean, though it's fine not to be normal, though I, as it happens, am the most normal person you'll ever meet. And, you know, our highly normal response for people in our situation uh, was to start a podcast, which we did. Uh, two, we are extremely grateful, as we've said before, for your lovely responses to the podcast, both publicly and the private ones we've had, some of which were extremely moving. Uh, and uh, especially the ones written early on when things were weird and unfathomable rather than boring. Though, you know, to be honest, they, they're boring now, but they're also weird and unfathomable. Uh, it's just that you can't stay at that pitch of weirdness and unfathomability and the boringness tends to rise rather Although the thing that stayed the same is people's absolute certainty that they know what's going to happen next in a wide variety of fields. So, I mean, they didn't then, and so how they do now, wait a minute. It looks like we're about to set off on politics, and the whole point of this thing is not to be that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but people are bafflingly certain about things. Where does that come from? Anyway, let's step away from the brink. Uh, we realised towards the end of last week that uh, the end of season being so close, we would only be able to finish one of the two series that we have been running, either Mike Westcott's brilliant young workers quick start uh, scheme stories or the uh, Brandreth papers, which one will uh, be uh, appearing in this prestigious final episode of the season slot. We tossed a coin and it came up Westcott. Chapter 9. Merry Braxmas. The cabinet office has gone a bit all colleagues to the checkouts please these past few weeks and young work finders quick start schemes extending my contract. And the only other person in my family who's getting money off the government for actually doing work is my Uncle Dino, who's a sign writer. He wasn't always a sign writer, but he lost his hands in a car park in Leeds because he got a bit of work off Leeds Council shredding Christmas trees, only his Santa hat fell in the shredder like got got jammed by the little bell on the end and his left hand got cut off trying to pull it back out. And then... His right hand got cut off trying to pull his left hand back out. And because what we're all thinking is we could get them for big money because like, lose one hand, shit, but still got one hand. Lose two hands, you're up shit creek without a paddle. Even with a paddle, don't matter, you, you can't hold it. So he got onto no win, no fee, saying I did not give him proper training to not stick his hand in the Christmas tree shredder. And the judge said... Okay, for the left hand, fair enough. But for the right hand, the big money hand, well, if 
seeing what happened when you stuck your left hand in the shredder isn't damn good training to not stick your right hand in the shredder. He didn't know what was. So the council said, okay, do him a deal. They'd pay to train him up as a sign writer. And you're thinking, oh yeah, sign writer with no hands, that's that's not very good, is it? Like, Think of all kinds of madcap outcomes from that state of affairs. Well, no, because what's the main thing that stops you from being a good sign writer? Shaky hands. Got no hands, nothing to shake. He just screws his brushes into the ends of his wrists. Like Edward Scissorhands. Set with brushes instead of hands. Instead of scissors, instead of hands. And they've had him doing new signs in Leeds Town Hall. Because one of the rooms in it was called Savile Hall. And then they found out Jimmy Savile was a pedo. So they renamed it Leeds Corporation Hall. And then, after all that, they found out Stuart Hall was a pedo. So now it's Leeds Corporation Lecture Theatre and they're paying him by the letter. But what I'm thinking in all this is... What was this Santa hat doing with a bell on the end? I mean, Elfat, yeah, they're a vibrant community, but Santa, he's supposed to be like creeping around kids' beds at night. He's not going to want a bell on his hat. And I was talking about it at work, like what was my Uncle Dino's Santa hat doing with a bell on the end? And Raj said, oh yeah, you know why that is? Bloody European Union. He said, since a couple of years ago, to help the German bell industry... All Father Christmas hats sold in Europe have to have a bell on the end. So I said, well, that's something. At least now we'll be able to have proper Father Christmas hats again. And Raj said, what? Well, you think it's all about the hats? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, think about it. Where does Father Christmas live? Lapland. And I don't mean Lapland, the strip club I took us to on Bethnal Green Road. I mean Lapland in Finland. And I don't mean Finland, that other club I took us to afterwards, where the girls dress up as sharks, chase each other around a paddling pool. I mean Finland in Europe. And he said something about Europe, something countdown, some band in the 80s, didn't get that one. But I said, are you saying when we leave European Union, we can't have Father Christmas? And Rad said, yeah, think about it. Père Noël, French Father Christmas. Chris Kringle, German Father Christmas. It's European, like there's there's no Turkish Father Christmas. There's no Vietnamese Father Christmas. I said, oh, well, well, I didn't see that one coming. And Raj said, well, no, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. Think about it. Referendum, 23rd of June. Referendum results, 24th of June, the most furthest day in the year away from Christmas Eve when the fewest number of people are thinking about Father Christmas. Like, can you imagine all them people what voted for Remain who are three times more likely to believe in Father Christmas than people what voted for Leave? Well, they were bad enough anyway, but if they'd clocked straight away, it meant no more Father Christmas. It'd be civil war. They'd be chucking Molotov cocktails out of Virgin Active Window. Well, they'd be barricading the M6 southbound with reclaimed railway sleepers. Vintage Pac-Man machines. They'd be marching on Essex council estates with flaming torches. Probably made out of a Daunt Bucks canvas bag wrapped round a squash racket soaked in flavoured vodka. They'd be hanging cabinet ministers from lamp posts with their iPad chargers. I said, all right, a couple of things. What about America? They've got Father Christmas. And Raj said, yeah, private one. You have to pay insurance for 
And if your kid gets an expensive present that your insurance doesn't cover, you have to sell your house. So I said, all right. That other thing, well, I sort of thought, Father Christmas, it's just your mum and dad, isn't it? And Raj said, obviously, it's your mum and dad, 99.9% of the time. The real Father Christmas can't get everywhere. He's only human. The real Father Christmas just has to make sure there's enough unexplained presence here and there to make sure word gets around, keep the spirit alive. It tips the mums and dads in the right direction. He said it's called nudge economics, and it sets the bar at a reasonable level. Otherwise, it might end up total unfettered free market, inflationary present spiral, parents taking out second mortgages by the kids' Ferraris, or more likely, it'd go the other way. If there's no real Father Christmas giving them something to aim for, they'll start slacking off. They'll be like, oh, what, Father Christmas? We thought we'd stop bothering them now. It's a bit of 70s, isn't it? There's no point us getting any presents for our kids anymore. We're only British. We'll only mess it all up. Don't know if you've noticed, but we've become a very negative nation lately. I said, okay, actually, third thing, sorry to keep going back to this, but when you said about the German bell industry, do you mean the German version of Father Christmas has a bell on his hat? And Raj said, yes, apparently, in Germany, their version of Father Christmas rings his bell, wakes up the children, gives them the presents, asks them not to open them until precisely 8 o'clock Christmas morning, and they go straight back to sleep. And for the new British Father Christmas, Raj said usually for anything like that, they end up getting all in sugar, but they told him about giving the presents away for free, and he didn't really get it. So he said the one they'll probably go for is there's this lady from the Conservative Party, going to have a lot more time on her hands than she was expecting, hates publicity, loves kids, and she's already got a CV nobody believes. Okay, thank you very much, Mike. And I cannot properly express what a privilege it has been, in my opinion, that we have had this material over the last couple of months. So, going forward, special effects, celebrity guests, huge changes, are these things that we can expect from the second season? of the broadcast system. No, they're not. It's possible that we might be doing a thing around which we uh, we will base the season, but we might not be. So we're not going to say what it is in case it comes back to bite us on the bum. Do not overpromise. That is what uh, we have learned. I'm not saying where we've learned it, but we have learned it. And so it might happen and it might not, and we can't be clearer than that. The big change as we have mentioned, is that we will be going to a twice-weekly schedule. We'll go out on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, So to play us out from season one, we have... Oh, no, wait. Uh, Just by the way, if you are uh, yearning for more podcast material in our absence, uh, then what we strongly recommend is Wind of Change. Look for that. It's really good. Anyway, to play us out from season one, This is the full version of Keynes Explains from Hall of Mirrors, uh, which uh, has uh, Richard Evans leading the singing as Keynes. The song's by Susanna Pierce, of course. And uh, it's been a blast. Thank you very much. Be good and good to each other and well. And this is Tall Tales out.